What's up, sports fans? Welcome into another edition of uh, Seminole Interviews. This is a uh, good one, huh? Um, not too often you get a future lottery pick on your podcast, so this was really neat. Um, as you know, since you clicked on it, uh, this is the John Isaac uh, interview. You've heard of him. He is a uh, he is a forward for the Florida State University basketball team who is really, really talented. I would make the argument that he's probably the most talented uh, player at Florida State since Dave Cowens. I know some people might roll their eyes there, but I'm, I, they're just they're, there isn't. I mean, George McLeod was great. Cassell, Edwards, all those guys were awesome. Sura, um, even Tony Douglas, people like that. Al Thornton. This guy is a could has a chance to be another level. He's just he does so many things well. He's so quick and tall and good on both ends. As a such a young kid, uh, first year in the college basketball. Anyway, um, enough about that. I'm not going to ramble on too much. I know you can. You're probably applauding that. Um, we'll just get uh, straight to the interview. I will say. Um, just real quick about the team, 24 wins. I, you know, I wrote about it over the weekend after they beat Miami at home. No matter what happens in the postseason, what an unbelievable season. I know if they get bounced early in the ACC tournament and then they get bounced early in the NCAA tournament, that will dampen what happened. That's the reality of college basketball. But let's not lose sight of the fact that this team just won 24 games, which is a school record for a regular season. And it also finished second in what many people think uh, – realistically is the best history best conference in the history of college basketball to finish second in that conference is a remarkable achievement to go undefeated at home is a remarkable achievement because let's be honest the civic center when it's packed is a great is a really hard place to play but it's not always packed now the crowd was really good this year once it realized once the fans realized wow this is a good team we should go watch this but before that they were still winning games when there were four or five thousand people in the stands so that's a remarkable accomplishment too it's all remarkable that's my favorite word of the day remarkable and it was a remarkable season for Florida State Uh, this kid is a remarkable player I think it's really interesting you'll you're about to hear it but what I really didn't know, I knew the whole story. We all know the whole story, how he grew when he was in high school, how Isaac was like a six one, six two kid and then sprouted up. But what's kind of crazy that I didn't really realize is how little he really he's not a he's not a basketball junkie. He's a guy that happens to be really good at basketball and how quickly everything happened for him. Like he didn't think, you know, he talks about the first time he dunked and I'll let him tell it, but you won't believe that. Uh, how late in the game that was, and then um, how everything happened so fast for him. He was a guy that wasn't sure. In in his junior year of high school, he wasn't sure he'd play college basketball. He didn't know if he was good enough to play college basketball. And then by the time he's a senior, he's considered one of the top 10 players in the country, and now he's considered a, an NBA first-round pick and a and potential lottery pick. And that's all happened in the span of three years. And how most guys, they know they're great when they're they, there's a chance they're going to be great when they're 13, 14 years old, and they start the AAU circuit. Isaac's a late bloomer, man. Um, so it's really fascinating to me how how quickly it all happened for him. Um, and just he's a, he's a different kid. He's not a huge basketball fan. Uh, he doesn't really like attention that much. He is such a winner. And I, and I bring up the moment in the game on Saturday, so I won't do it again here, where you just – there are moments where, you man, this kid is different. He doesn't care if he scores a single point as long as they win. And that's really rare for one of these superstar big-time athletes, especially in basketball, where so, so much value – so much kids get their value determined by how many points they score. And that's not the end game for Jonathan Isaac. He wants to win, and he does a lot of different things to help this team win. And it's not a coincidence and this is that they had the best season in school history with this kid on the roster. I just think he's a different, unique talent. Anyway, 
that's enough of me rambling. I really do appreciate you guys listening to this again. Um, I think the audio should be fine. I actually found a quiet place and not people dribbling basketballs. So anyway, without further ado, Jonathan Isaac, Florida State freshman. So why Florida State? When did you first know about Florida State? When did you first meet Leonard Hamilton? Uh, it all started with uh, Coach Dennis Gates. He, uh, when I was a junior, uh, he showed up at one of my practices, and he just kind of introduced himself. Um, right then and there, we started to get to know each other. He took my number, and ever since then, we just, we've just been talking, and he's been really the reason why I came to Florida State. Um, I met Coach Hamilton later when he offered me. I think it was... I don't remember what game it was at, but I think it was up here in Tallahassee. I think we played Rickers or something like that. Um, oh, okay. All right. Yeah. But uh, after that, I just after talking to Coach Gates for so long, I mean, him just really uh, saw a bond there, and he's been kind of my mentor ever since. So, man, what was your deal? We've heard all about it. You were, what, 6'1", 6'2", until yeah. when? I was, a, I was about 6'1", when I was a freshman, and pretty much ever since from there, I just kept growing up a little bit each, <laughs> each year. Were you growing up? A six one still not a small kid, yeah. uh, but growing up playing rec league and all that, were you usually a guard? What, what, where did you normally play, like in rec league and middle school and all that? Yeah, I always, I always played out on the perimeter. Um, when I first started, first time playing basketball, I was, I was in the, I was in the post. Uh, everybody wanted me to be a center, but uh, I took a liking to be it on, on the wing. And uh, coming up freshman year, all that stuff, I was out on the wing. So then you start growing. Mm-hmm. As a, did you think, okay, well, I guess I'm going to be six four, six five, and it just kept going? Oh like, yeah. Uh, I think my I think it was my junior year in high school when I went to a doctor and he looked at my growth plates and he said, "Dude, you're gonna be seven feet tall." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> He's like, "Your growth plates are wide open." And I was like, "Nah, no way." He's like, "Size 17 shoe," and then it's kind of been fulfilling itself. Man, so I know it's cool to be six ten and be able to handle the ball and shoot like you do and be quick, but. Were you kind of worried too? Like, man, I don't know if I want to be seven feet. I like, I wouldn't mind being six six and being a wing, but seven feet, just from a basketball oh, yeah, standpoint, yeah, yeah. where you're like, man, they're going to really shove me in the post now. Yeah, yeah. it's definitely, uh, it's been an adjustment. It's not been easy. Um, keep growing. Every time I grow, I kind of, kind of adjust myself uh, to my new height. So uh, it, it was tough growing up um, in, in high school, but I've kind of gotten used to it. I, I don't want to grow anymore, but. Are you growing still? I don't think so. I hope not. So you, what are we, six ten and a half? Six ten and a half. All right, man. So, um, what is the advantage in distance? I talked to Ojo about this. Like when you walk into a room when you're you guys size, it's like being a celebrity. Even if people don't know you, all eyes are on you. Mm. What's that like? Is because when you were seventeen or eighteen, before you were John Isaac superstar kid, mm-hmm. you would still walk into a restaurant and people would gawk and stare yeah. at you. What's that like? Uh, it's it's tough for somebody like me. I'm more of a, a quiet dude. Ojo uh, seems to like it. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't like much attention on myself, so it's been tough growing up and, and having everybody stop you and ask you how tall you are and walking into place and have everybody's eyes on you. So it's it's been a little tough for me. What's it been like this, I guess, nine months now since you've been on campus? What's it been like, the reaction from people on campus? Now they know who you are. Mm-hmm. What's that like? The Just the to communicate with the student body, what they say to you in class, what they say to you on campus? I'm still getting used to it. I, like I said, I'm I'm that guy that doesn't say much. Uh, I just like to go about my business. So it's still been an adjustment to having having to really talk to people and having to uh, be stopped and talk to talk to people about my height and talk to people about basketball. Well, you're a nice kid though, but it, so it's not like you're being rude. Oh no 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 no. I'm just it's just how how I've been my entire life. I'm just used to being by myself and just being in my own head. <laughs> how do you get out? Because obviously your future, you're 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 famous now. You're going to be more famous. Is that something you can learn? Do you, are you getting better at it? Oh, like yeah. the attention and the yeah, and the yeah. talking to strangers and all uh, that. That's been something that I've been all all since I've been growing up with uh, 
with Coach Gates, and he's been telling me about that. I mean, you gotta you gotta start being more outside of yourself. And I've been I've been working on. I've gotten a lot better at interviews and stuff like that, where the kind of lights on me. Do you? Uh, but you still don't like it necessarily. I, I, I still still don't really like it that much. Man, how you know? I was looking at the game you, you guys played on Saturday, where you beat Miami to go undefeated at home. There's a play where Terrence throws the alley to Bacon, mm-hmm. who dunks it, and there's a picture of you. I don't know if you've seen it. You've got your back to the play, throwing a fist because you're so excited about it. Uh-huh. And the, I was talking to Leonard about it. That's so rare for a kid that had two points. Mm-hmm. You didn't score a basket to be that excited about that moment. Where does that come from? It is. It is so it, to me anyway. It seems completely genuine. You don't care about stats at all. You just want to win. Oh, that I mean, that's the goal. That should be the goal for for everybody. That should that's be. That. But growing up playing uh-huh. AAU and playing basketball like you did, it's not. Yeah. It's pretty rare, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean. That's, I mean, that's just kind of the, the person I am. I don't really care too much about myself. I want to be on a winning team, and I want to be on a great team, and I think that's what I'm on right now. So when, when guys make plays like that, it just gets me so excited. Have, but have you always been like that? Even in AAU games, and, you know, there's just so many guys, so many times, and I've been to those AAU tournaments, dudes are just trying to get theirs. They just want mm-hmm. to get their points, get noticed. Were you, even, were you that way even on AAU teams and high school teams where all you cared about? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, every team I've been on has been other players on their team that are – you know, highly talented, highly recruited, and stuff like that. So I just, I mean, I just like basketball. I like, I like great plays. Who, uh, when you were being recruited, it was Florida State. Who else was in on you? I mean, I know a lot of people. Oh uh, yeah, it, what, came, what, it, came, it came really fast. But it started with, uh, started with Arkansas State, ECU. No, come on, Providence. Who was the first? Was Arkansas State the first one yeah, to offer you? Arkansas State was first, and then ECU, Providence. Um, then so, Florida State came in, and then after, after I got my first like high major D one one, then every everybody kind of started flooding in. So. I'm trying to. So you're a junior or a sophomore. Where do you think in your, your, where do you think you're going to go to school? Are you thinking like a Kentucky Duke is even in the realm of possibility? Oh, no, not at all. I didn't. Honestly, I didn't know if I was going to play uh, basketball in college. Or if I was going to go to college for basketball, really? Even yeah. as like a sophomore? Yeah, basketball has just been a kind of thing that I, I love to play. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm pretty good at it. Uh, I work hard for it, and everything is just kind of. A, Unfolding in front of me. So when you're, so you get offered like what is a junior uh, mm-hmm. by Arkansas State mm-hmm. and those teams. When did you realize? Oh shit, man! I'm the, the big the big boys are coming too. It's not just Arkansas yeah, yeah. State and ECU. Um, it started when I got to uh, when I got to IMG. I played my. That's when I started to play on the uh, uh, what is it? Uh, the circuit. Okay. Um, was this before your senior year? No, this or? was after my senior year. Oh, okay. I, I, uh, I didn't graduate from a regular high school. I went to IMG and graduated there. Uh, but then I started on the uh, I started on that circuit on the real the real deal circuit, um, EYBL, and that was kind of the eye opener for me. I got to ING and we would have practices and all these coaches would be coming in to watch our practices and I'm like, wow, why are these, all these coaches here? And the coach told me they're here for you. Are you like what? And, yeah, and I, I got to start doing meetings with people with different coaches and I'm just like, wow, like, and they're asking me, you know, do you know where our school is? Do you like, do you know what conference I'm in? I'm like, I have no idea. Like, <laughs> I, I, I have no idea uh, what conference you're in or where your school is located. And I was just kind of like an open book. And so playing on EYB on seeing myself kind of play with those top guys I used to hear about, you know, Miles Bridges, Jason Tatum, all those guys, and just being able to play with them and hold my own kind of open my eyes to this basketball world. So I was going to say, when you're a freshman and sophomore, those guys were already big deals. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you weren't. No. So um, when you get to that level and you're playing against them, is there a point where you're like, man, do I stack up with these guys? Can oh, yeah, I play with sure. these guys? Um, definitely a lot of nerves going into the EYB not knowing what to expect and just not knowing if I could hold my own. And, once I started to get into four things and, and started to get going, it, it, it was just easy for me. Was there a moment, a tournament, a play, a, a game 
where you're like, you know what? I am kind of a badass. They, they, I am pretty, <laughs> I am pretty good at this. Uh, maybe not a moment, just, just, just the overview of everything. Like after EYBL is done, and uh, I'm getting ready to to finish my school year and get to school, I'm just looking back on everything like, wow, I really got through it. I really got through playing in the RBL, and I did pretty well for myself. Now, did you meet? Did like were were Coach K and were, did Duke and Carolina and, and Kentucky? Did they all come after you too? Or were oh, you? I didn't. I, I've never heard from uh, Duke or Carolina. It was it was Kentucky that offered me. I think the same night as Louisville and, and Pitt. But were you already kind of Florida State at that yeah, point? Yeah, I was already pretty much that Florida State in my, my head. So what is it like? You know, we we there's a there's a few kids on the football team that have played IMG. Mm-hmm. What is that experience like? Uh, to me, it's a great experience, man. They just have everything you need to be successful if you put your mind to it. Is it a real high school with, like, bells ringing and yep, kids in the yep, hallway and yep. everything? Real high school, bells ringing. Uh, everybody's scurrying around getting to class. And then once the, the, the lights from class goes off, it's time to, time to get better and time to work. Now, are there dorms? Do you yep. live on campus? I live on campus. There's dorms. There's everything. How, so you, were, you, would, you would just left your – where were you high school before that? I was at uh, ISB, International School of Broward in Fort Lauderdale. Okay, uh, but were you living at home then and then going to that school? Mm-hmm. Like, Okay, so this was, was this your first time away from home, going no, to IMG? Uh, my second part of being at ISB, I was away from home. I was up uh, with a teammate at uh, ISB. And then so then I go to IMG, and I'm really about on my own, like not – not nowhere near my mom. Right. So yeah. what what was that like? I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's good experience for this, mm-hmm. but what was that like? Was it? I mean, it was, it was an adjustment period, but I kind of got I kind of got used to. It. I'm not really much of a, a mama's boy. Oh, okay. All right. So it was all right being away from yeah, home. Yeah. Um, and then this season, man, what? I I, I assume your answer is going to be no, but are you surprised at how good you guys are? Uh, no, not not because Florida State, you know, no, isn't known oh, yeah, necessarily yeah. for being a number two Trust seed me, in ACC tournament. I heard it all when I decided to commit here, and people telling me that um, it wouldn't work out, that I was too big to go to a school like like Florida State. So, uh, I, I had who told big, you that? Kids in your class, just, and... just kids in my class, just everybody. Um, so I had these. I already had expectations coming in, and that this is going to be a great team, and pairing up with guys like X and Dwayne Bacon and Ojo, those guys are just terrific dudes. Uh, let alone without a basketball. And to be able to play basketball with him, it's been it's been great. When did you know? Um, you know, I asked X, I asked X this, and he said he thought it was at the Virginia game, maybe where he knew this could be a special season. When was it before that for you? When did you know that you guys had what it took to have this kind of season? Uh, to me, that it came off the court. Um, I've never been on a team where each and every guy has been so connected to each other. Y'all seem to really like each other. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. not BS. Yeah, yeah. Y'all seem to really enjoy yeah, so, each other. Uh, coming in, never being on a team where guys are so connected, and coming here and just connecting so easy with these guys and we really put time into to being connected and gelling with each other hanging out with each other all the time so once I saw that you know this is a team this really is a brotherhood I said man we can win it all what's the best basketball movie uh oh man loving basketball all right, so I think I think Terrence might have answered that too. My problem with loving basketball is the girl is a better player than Omar Epps. Uh-huh. Like you can tell that actress yeah, yeah. can really play. Yeah. When you're watching a basketball movie, are you like I don't know, like me and my man? That kid doesn't. He doesn't have a left hand. He's not gonna be the top oh, no, five. He's gonna be a five star <laughs> pick. No, no, no. It's just the movie. <laughs> Did you? But you. That's your. That you think that's the best one? Yep. All right. Now, when it comes to you. And I'm I'm not asking about the NBA. I don't care about that. You're going to go when you're going to go. But it will happen. And you are going to have money and you are going to be famous. Ask Dalvin this when he was on this. How do you encircle yourself with people you trust? Because, you know, people, ever since you become John Isaac, I'm sure there are people in your life mm-hmm. that try to get to you. How, do you. how can you decipher who's in it, who's a good person that just wants to be your friend, and who's trying to get something from you? 
Uh, to, to me, it's it's kind of easy to me. Um, like I said before, I'm I'm a guy that doesn't. I don't have a lot of friends. My my team is my friends, and uh, I really just I don't have a lot of friends to begin with. So, a lot of people don't try to get to me. It's it's weird. It's weird. Like I don't. I'm kind of like a like a closed book, and I don't let a lot of things get to me. A lot of people get to me. So I just stay stay in my circle, which is already really small, which is just my family and pretty much his team. So were you when you were you were like that when you were twelve, thirteen? Mm-hmm. You've always been kind of that yeah, way. Yeah. What would you do? So were you by yourself a lot, just shooting? Like what was your yeah, childhood yeah, um, like? That's kind of my life right now. I, uh, you know, I play basketball. I play video games, but uh, in my room and I and I work out. Oh man, that's, you're not really make, taking advantage of the college life, <laughs> nah. being the superstar athlete at Florida State. Nah, not really. Um, but do you in with this team? The goal, you know, Terrence, Terrence said that he thinks you guys can win a national championship. Mm-hmm. Y'all are good enough. And Lord knows you've beaten teams yep. to prove that. Is that the goal? Is that something you guys have talked about? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's been the goal this entire season. Um, I mean, I was doing one interview, and a guy said, now that you guys have – I know you guys had a goal before the season to make the NCAA tournament. So now that you guys have hit that goal, are you guys still focused? I said, you know, that wasn't our goal. Right. Making the NCAA tournament was not our goal at all. It was to, it's to win it all. Mm-hmm. So we're still focused on, on, on winning that. How, uh, how neat is that, though, that you're about to play in the NCAA tournament? Oh, yeah. Uh, it's definitely fascinating that my freshman year I'm uh, able to play in the NCAA tournament. Does that make you, because you, a guy like Ojo and Jarquez, who Ojo's been here five years and hasn't been, how neat is that to help him get there? Oh, yeah, man. We had a, we had a film session, and Ojo got up afterwards, and he spoke. And I'm almost crying. Like, he's talking about how, where he's come from and how he's been here so long and he's never been on a team like this, a team that's so connected and a team that's going to uh, get a chance to play an NCAA tournament. And that just that just makes everything worthwhile. Was this recent? Yeah. So, yeah, you said that you were almost in tears. But what, I mean, that's a neat thing, man. You oh, don't yeah, get yeah. many moments like oh, this no, in no, life. No. And to impact him mm-hmm. like that and to see the way he's enjoying this moment. Yeah. I mean, it's huge for these guys. Um, Bake was here last year. X was here last year. And them guys not being able to to get all the way there and just to see how excited they are to play in the now is crazy. Do you talk shit when you're on the court? Oh, no. <laughs> and you don't seem like the kind no, of kid no, that no. would. I, just, I mean, I'm the same way off the court as I'm on, on the court. I kind of just stay to myself and just let the game. What if somebody's so. talking to you? Because I'm sure you get it a lot because oh, yeah, yeah. you're John Isaac. And, and maybe your last year in, at IMG, you probably got it a lot. What mm. Do you you don't answer back? No, I just I just go with the floor of the game. I don't really say much. <laughs> who Who is the best uh, talker on the team? Oh, gotta be X. Oh, he'll go. He'll go. X X takes really. uh, He takes a lot of pride in in being able to lock point guards up. So once he sees that he's doing, he gets to talking a little bit. I heard him one time. I can't remember who y'all were playing, but the guy tried to go by me. Like, nope, nope, nowhere to go. Nowhere to go. Try again. (laughs) I assume that get that's fun to play. Is it fun to play with a guy like that? That that's kind of a pest. It just it makes everybody else step their game up because now we got to back him up. (laughs) He's he's, he's talking, so he got to back himself up first off, so he can't get beat. But now it makes everything else with Rock he starts talking and the guy he's guarding starts talking and their team starts talking. Right. Now it's like, all right, man, we're here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last, last couple questions. Um, first off, when was the, how old were you when you dunked for the first time? You're not going to believe me. No, I, don't I don't know how old I was, but it was the end of my sophomore year of high school. Was, was the first time you dunked? Yeah. What? Really? Yeah. <laughs> so Because you were still 6'1 or so? Yeah, or? no, I was sophomore year. I was about 6'3". Three pushing six four, and you weren't dunking. Junior, and I wasn't dunking. I didn't dunk till a practice off an alley, like right in front of the rim, kind of one hand, put it in, dunk. Uh, end of my sophomore year. Oh, all right. So man, this has really come quick for you. Oh yeah, really quick. 
I, I can't imagine, you know, most of these guys, even Bacon X, they were kind of guys when they were 15 and 16. Mm-hmm. They've been dealing with this for a while. What has that been like? Because it seems like it's all been compressed into like a year and a half for you, all this attention. And yeah, I mean, being a big time recruit and, and going to the tournament, and all the NBA talk, that's so compressed for a guy that, what, three years ago couldn't dunk. <laughs> it, I mean, it's tough. Um, you know, I, I don't have that experience that a lot of other guys have in, in dealing with the media and dealing with all these other things that come at you when you're, you know, somebody who's a top recruit or a top NCAA prospect. Well, um, I mean, I just try to take it in stride and just not go too fast, not <laughs> just <laughs> take everything in stride. You have to, I guess yeah. you have to. Were you a basketball fan? Like, you say you like it, and obviously you're really good at it, no. but when you were 14, 13, were you like a huge basketball fan? No, I, did, I didn't play. Uh, I came from New York when I was – I moved from New York to um, to Naples, Florida when I was 10 years old, and I, I didn't play a lick of basketball when I was in New York. And I got to I got to Naples, Florida, and because I was tall, I got put on a team, and it was kind of something that I fell in love with over time, but it wasn't something that I – you don't seem like a, a nut in the sense that are you wa- are you watching college basketball at night when you go home? Are you watching the NBA? Are you doing any? Not much. <laughs> really? <laughs> no. Do you think that helps you that you you just kind of go out there and play because you love to play? You're not thinking about who's going to recruit you, or you're not thinking about the you know who's going to who am I going to play with in the next level? You're just out there having fun and playing ball. Oh uh, yeah, think I, mean, that helps? I don't I don't know if it helps me because I haven't seen it on the other side. Right. You know, but. Uh... I mean, it's just, it's just how I choose to handle things. I mean, I do like watching film, mm-hmm. but just in terms of watching a college game and watching the NBA, I don't really do that much of that. And last question, just kind of sum up this season. How much fun has it been for you? That regular season in particular oh, was yeah. one of the best I mean, in school. It was the best in school history. Been, how much fun is that? Because like you said, there were there were people that said, why are you going to Florida yeah. State? You're gonna, do you think you kind of proved prove oh, those sure. doubters I, wrong? I, I hope we did, um, but I, well, we're not done proving. We're not done proving by a long shot. Um, we still got work to do, but it's been it's been it's been a dream regular season for me um, to come in here and have that have that doubt in the back of my head. You know, did I make the right decision? Should I have went to a Kentucky or some place where I'm just gonna, you know, be in all the hype? But um, I truly believe I made the right decision, and I'm sticking with it. Cool, man, Jonathan. I really appreciate it, buddy. Thank you so much. Thank you. That was pretty cool, right? Seems like a really neat kid. Um, I did not. It was funny. Um, when I was talking to Chuck Walsh, who I should thank again, the Florida State SID, for setting me up with Isaac. That was really nice of him to do that. Um, I told I told Chuck, I'm like, look, I don't know if he knows what I'm doing here, but tell him I'm not going to belabor him with, with NBA questions. Look, man, he's going to – whatever his decision ends up being, he's not going to break it on my podcast. So I didn't think it was even necessary to ask him that question um, because, he, you know, he if he knows, he's not going to tell me anyway, so I'm not going to even put him in that position. But I did think – I really think that's always interesting. The question, and I like I said, I asked Dalvin that too – about how you make sure you encircle yourself with people you trust. Because again, you're a mil- you're about to be a millionaire whenever you say you want to be a millionaire. So there are people that see dollar signs when they see John Isaac. And I'm sure there's there's people that come out of the woodwork to try to get close to him, whether on campus, off campus, just in life, you know, and you have to you have to be around people you can you know you can trust. So I thought that was a really illuminating answer that he doesn't his circle's really tight anyway because he didn't have a ton of friends. Uh, really nice kid, just keeps to himself, and uh, you know, but I I think when he says that stuff about his teammates, that's genuine. You you see the way he interacts with his team in practice. And uh, that that's who he cares about. That's who he's here for, for those teammates. And uh, it, it's just 
kind of a just a, such a unique kid in this day and age of one and dones and and he might be one but he's not here just for him or just to get better you know he he he's here to win basketball games and lord knows he's won plenty already and uh still has a chance to win more like like he said like Terrence said on an earlier episode Terrence man they think they can win the national championship. And look, man, they've beaten enough teams, enough really good teams, that that's not out of the realm of possibility. Now, they have to play well. If they don't play well, they can lose to anyone in the tournament. Literally almost anyone in the NCAA tournament they can lose to. They can lose their first-round game if they don't play well. But if they play well, with maybe a possible couple of exceptions, I think they can beat anyone in the tournament. It's just a matter of them playing well. Um, Isaac Bacon, XRM, uh, those guys have to carry them. Uh, you know, the the bench is nice. It's nice to have one, but I think in the postseason it might get shortened a little bit. The rotations, the minutes might be not as much gobbled up by bench players, but more about with those big three and with Terrence Mann, you know, maybe the big four. Um, those guys will be on the court a lot more, I think, when the season is on the line. Uh, but that bench is a big reason why they won 24 games, a huge reason, really. That depth uh, carried them to some wins, uh, especially at home when maybe Bacon and Isaac weren't playing their best. The, the guys off the bench came and played really well. Um, so anyway, I hope you enjoyed that. Um, hoping to have one next week, too, as we get ready for the NCAA tournament. But, man, yeah, that's pretty cool. It's a nice little feather in the cap of Seminole interviews to have Dalvin Cook, who's probably going to be a first-round pick, and now we have in football, and now we have a first-round pick in uh, basketball. So got to get over to baseball and get one of their first-round picks to talk to me in the next few weeks. Anyway, appreciate it. Thanks for clicking. Thanks for listening. You guys are the best. God bless. Godspeed. I love you.